1: Welcome back to the show and today my guest is Manira van der Minira is an emotional health and well-being facilitator and a meditation and shamanic coach and she uses cacao ceremonies and personalized flower essences. Now mm, I hear you saying what does all that mean? Well that's what I thought too so, I very recently went to Minera for a session, and it was so good that I wanted to share it with you on one of my podcast episodes. So, I am super excited to welcome Manira van Dezel to the show. Welcome, Manera. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited too. Oh, my goodness. Well, yes, because as I mentioned in my intro, You are phenomenal, I came to see you the other day not being very clear on what you did to be honest, because it is a little bit sort of well I felt a little bit so I'm sure what is it that she actually does, but I could tell when I first spoke to you that you had an amazing energy and I really wanted to try out what you did. So I had my session with you and it has blown my mind, which is why I really wanted you to come on and speak to my listeners. So please, in your words, could you tell us a little bit about what you do?
2: That's really kind of you firstly. And what I do is it's kind of, I understand where you're coming from because when I'm explaining, I bring together different modalities and work fairly intuitively with people. So the simple way is that if you've got something going on which is needing a little bit of emotional or energetic support, that's where I helped. But how I work with that, I use um, the medicine wheel in a shamanic sense as a lens through which I work. So I will look at your physical body, your emotional self, your energy levels, how are your relationships, um, what are your patterns of behavior, and what is also the probably often a part that... Can be neglected as well as your relationship with source or spirit or whatever we describe as something bigger than us, that thread, and each of these fall into different directions in the medicine wheel. So, for example, in the most simplistic way, the east is the mind, the south is our whole emotional selves, the west is our physical body, and environment, and the north is our connection to spirit and source and our you know spiritual life, souls So. so we can be either deficient or um, excessive in either of these directions. So we've got our mind, our emotions, our physical self, and our spiritual connections. And we want to kind of find a balance between these and come and sit in the center of the wheel. And an example of this would be somebody who's very East excess, could be someone who's very much in the mind, worry mind, perhaps uh, insomnia, Lots of you know repetitive thoughts can also then move across to the West, where it manifests as being um, having compulsive behaviors or having an environment that's very cluttered because it's to do with our what we eat or do excessively. West is can be our physical body, so eating um, cluttered environments or our home space. So you know that there's a little bit of a that access that plane is a little bit excessive or deficient. And we'll try and bring them into how what the feelings are behind that, going down to the south and connecting up with the north. How can we gain perspective and uh, perspective on what is it the reason? How can I quieten that mind? But not necessarily through meditation, to whatever resonates with them. So it's a very bespoke way of working and bringing them to the middle. Does that sort of explain it?
1: <laughs> it does it does you make it sound a lot more, more simple than, than i do when i try to explain it so i know you mentioned the words shamanic yeah. earlier, shamanic sense you said and and for those people listening who don't really know what that means can you tell us a little bit
2: more so in terms of sh- shamanic there's it's when the people are connected with working with the energies of the land or elemental energies so for example the wind you know the fire so the air the elements so air water fire ether mother earth father sky and these are archetypal energies so it's not necessarily that we associate it as one being necessarily masculine but through traditional methods we connect to the divine masculine the uh, sacred feminine and we try and integrate those so Wind is naturally the element of the mind and air because it's constantly changing. You know, the, the water element is associated with our physical body because the messages are carried in receptivity of emotional self in the south. And then the fire is west where we're thinking of transformation. And then ether, you know, space expansion is that soul self. So those are the and in a shamanic way, you work through that medicine wheel, which can be different in different parts of the world. So if you're in the, you know, um, Nordic culture or, you know, Native American or, you know, Vedic traditions, there are different elements that are associated with different directions. Mainly it's the West sometimes or the South that can be switched over. So if a listener's reading uh, or listening to the podcast and they think, oh, well, I associate the fire with. The south because it's more summer it's just a different wheel so for example I work with a Celtic influence there so that's why I placed the um, water in the south but in effect I actually find in terms of explaining because I think I mentioned to you I work also in the past I've worked with young people as well and the easiest way to sort of think is that spring summer autumn winter you know that we are In shamanic lens, we plant something, we begin something in seeds at the east, we will nurture, you know, let that blossom in the south, and we will harvest what we are, you know, get rid of what doesn't work for us in the west, and equally being gratitude from the harvest of what we've gained, from even if it's a difficult scenario in the west, and then take into reflection in effect in the north, where we kind of go a little bit inward go into the cave kind of wintertime mentality so that's um another simple way of looking at it to just describe what it means by a shamanic lens
1: i mean i find it all fascinating because it's something that if you haven't studied it if you haven't read about it then you know it can be you know it's very new it's very different way of thinking about things and yet you will find yourself well i know i certainly did resonating with certain things that you were talking about very strongly which sort of felt right and it kind of became more of a unconscious more of a feeling which I became more aware of than actually sort of consciously understanding the intricacies of the process so is that how it usually works for
2: people? 100% and that's why you know when I explain there's a part of you that is drawn to it because there's a knowing within you but you can't often put these things into words. And that's why when I um, somebody's working with me in a group session or even in a one-to-one, the most important thing is the experiential part, because that's where... Um, In any form of energy work it's really important to create the shift experientially so we try of course we'll talk and explain and there's an element of the coaching aspect of you know what is it we're working with what there could be practices that somebody could work with going forward but once they're in a, a journey or a meditation they feel what it is that they need to feel and they're able to shift so we almost in effect Another part of um, shamanic or energy practices that we create these thresholds or rituals or ceremonies where people can shift into from, you know, whatever they're holding uh, or, you know, wanting to move away from, enter into it, become aware of it and then shift into something else. So what does it feel like to be in the polar opposite? But that's obviously, I've described it in fairly a simple way, but we create a container that's very safe and um you know it's a very much a collaboration and then we move to what okay what is it you would like and then there's the space where as an individual you're able to explore what does freedom what does joy what does you know expansion feel like what does love feel like you know for me and it doesn't have to be huge you know sort of universal love and some people can feel that but it can be just like you know i'm enough that i feel really anchored i feel so much more in my body you know those are the kind of words or phrases that people will come out I feel so much more peaceful I feel like I can see things clearly literally those are the phrases because sometimes even people will just fall asleep um, in a guided practice but it's all working within their energy and their body then they and there's a part of our consciousness that also sometimes will quieten the mind because it will just do what it needs to do. know, and I'm a little bit guiding them and there's pauses where they're able to connect and answer their own questions because um, through the support of in effect like a body scan at the beginning where I'm helping you relax your body um, which most people know through traditional mindfulness practices where you just relax your jaw you know go progressively from head to toe you're in a more receptive state because in a very simplistic way your um, nervous system's calming down. You're going to your, you know, from fight, flight, or any form of even low level anxiety into a receptive parasympathetic state. So it's just more of an easier way. And
3: then you can access what it is that you need to feel. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad, and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again
1: I mean what I found fascinating in the session was that it's a combination of so many different things you know sometimes you go to you know, go to an osteopath you know what you're going to get you know you get in there you get on the bed and then they manipulate you and off you go you go to hypnotherapy and you're lying down you, you know you have the session I've done pretty much everything I've never done anything like this though and it absolutely was fascinating and and for me it ticks a lot of boxes because there was a lot of variety in that because as you said at the beginning we had a a really good conversation where we were discussing certain things that you know I wanted to work on and I know people listening right now you know going through breakups heartbreak separation um, you know some degree of trauma from toxic relationships maybe anxiety, stress, worry, everything that, that comes with that. I mean, but I think what I realized at the end was that I did leave definitely with a, a sense of peace, but then strangely more energized as well at the same time. Mm. Um, and it almost felt like I'd had like an internal detox emotionally. I know that sounds a bit strange, but it's kind of how I would describe it actually at the end. Um, so, I mean, for people listening who want to understand a bit more about how it works. So, I mean, obviously, I turned up, um, and it was a lovely space that you created with some lovely lights, and it smelled amazing. And then there was a yoga mat on the floor for me, and we did we sat on the floor, didn't we? That's sure. how it worked, and yeah. we had a, had a conversation. So, just to explain a little bit about how you you set your room up and what it what it's all meant to you know the environment that you create.
2: So I appreciate that you bring that into it. And look, it, there's consciousness in pretty much everything that's in my space, because I think it's really important to um, place reverence in our objects, because I um, it's important to have that container. It's a sacred space where we're going to enter and do work together, you know, work on our energy body, work on our emotions and so on. So um, and it's only ever used for practice of, you know, this kind of work. So I... I think the most important thing that when I send an invitation to somebody to join and they're coming to a session, it's having there's zero experience of meditation needed. There's zero experience of any information about what it means to have about energy work, uh, shamanism, or any of these things, or pretty much anything, because I am um, in truth, a fusion of anything. And I don't necessarily say X, Y, or Z. I've um, trained in and and been blessed to have teachers from all different ancient practice traditions. And that's why you get a little bit of everything because you know, I've trained as a yoga teacher, so I have an influence of the Vedic traditions and the philosophy of the chakra systems and how the body moves and shifts energy. Um, so there's a real understanding of the components of what we're holding within physical, in our physical body. And then I I've, I've have a MBSR mindfulness training. So a component of how to guide people into mindfulness or meditation practice when they've had... No experience whatsoever. So, with a fusion of those, my own um, upbringing, which was very much orientated around ceremony and ritual, um, coming together in community. So, all of those pieces um, come together, and you get a little bit of everything. And then there's, you know, fun of when we use some oracle cards or crystals that represent different anchoring energies. And then there's the part of me which really finds uh, that has the therapeutic aspect where there's some support and space holding the training of that. So that's probably, um, why it feels a real fusion because that's me. So you're getting, uh, or that's part of the way that I've blended the different practices together. Yeah. And that's a little bit also going forward with the plants because they work ultimately with the energy of the heart and they're very, very gentle. Um, cacao is a really, um, so, predominantly associated with the heart chakra although what you expressed and explained as that clearing cleansing energy very much happens but the most simple and the brilliant thing that you said you just came along I mean obviously you're a lady who has a lot of knowledge and wisdom and practice so you know you have a strong intention and that's the only thing and if you don't have an intention which basically means a desire or wish of something that you want to um, work with so I want to feel more X or I want to feel less of this. And that's as simple as it can be. So that's all I ask people before they come to a session to have a little bit of an idea of what it is they'd like to work with, shift, change. And if they really sometimes, you know, some people are coming from quite an unexpected event that's happened, a major life changing experience, and they're literally unable to um articulate put their mind together so that's where the support comes in where we're actually you know okay let me let let us work together to see what the best intention is Mm -hmm. and you know as you know when people are in this environment their their words their body language will tell you what they perhaps need even if they're not able to articulate it and then I think what's really important as a practitioner is that I hope that I'm simply able to hold the space for them to let that happen. So well, I mean, that's you the key? Do,
1: and you you do it very well. And yeah, the 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 I mean, I loved all of it. I mean, I loved the tarot cards. That to me, I mean, I've always been interested in it. I've studied it myself. I think it's fascinating. Um, and doing that with you after having a sort of the intro about you know why I might be there and what I'd like to achieve and the intention you're talking about, which actually got clearer and stronger as we went through using those cards I mean you blew me away with with the cards that you'd already pre-selected before and I know mm-hmm. you don't normally share them but with me because they were so there was so much synergy with what I was saying that the synchronicity yeah. was was mind-blowing um and then you had some other packs there so tell me a little bit about why you use the cards and, and how they they work and can help people
2: yes so um I use a traditional uh, sort of oracle cards can be, you know, if any of your listeners are familiar with oracle cards, they can be with any theme, and they'll have images, you know, things like nature images, or they can be about, you know, um, water, sea life, oceans, mermaids, anything, anything under the sun, you can find an oracle deck with. Because I'm working with cacao, it's very natural to have the affinity to work with a native deck, which I actually had before I even um, started to work with cacao. So. So I'll give you an example of actually a very old deck of um, they'll just have simply an an image or a message and a word on them. So I think, for example, just one that comes to mind is ancient forest, you know, so it has a beautiful image of lush green forest, deep roots expansive energy you know the sunlight coming through so it's really about network community feeling anchored so that speaks volumes and what's really important and I think um, you and I we, we experience this together is that I'm more interested in what you're feeling and interpretation of it than necessarily offering it so when the somebody turns over a card It's what resonates to them because it's speaking, you know, a tree can mean so many different things to different people. You know, an image of um, a bear can mean different things to different people. You know, some people can, you know, so, but the the oracle decks are fairly gentle. They're very, you know, traditional images, um, you know, mountains, sacred ground, eagle, you know, things like this, all things that we automatically have some, resonance with and will think okay that represents this to me and so on and and even just be the blues or the colors of a card which immediately you'll think okay this is what I'm drawn to in this card and this is what it means to me and that's your starting point in effect of a journey as to what it is for this particular session so that's how we work with them a little and then the other deck I use is probably more of a it follows the traditional tarot um you know suits and uh, major ankana but they're slightly different because um you know again you can have many interpretations of them and i um i read them in a photo, sort of a playful intuitive way we as you know we work together we 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 did what was called a Celtic cross so it was just a very specific intention and then we turn them quite quickly um and actually you turn them and sometimes as I say if a client is Really uncertain, and we might just work with one or two cards, and it's simple, or one, or even none. You know, we can just talk about let's see how and what comes to mind if I say certain things, or and but we we turned them over and then we read them as a story like, where are we at? Where are we coming from? What are we not perhaps seeing? And what are the, what's the best course of action? So we looked at, um, you know, how am I represented in this, or the person sitting in front of me, my client, or yourself how are they represented what's the environment influences that might be a play what might be certain obstacles that may come up and what's the highest possible un- outcome it's it's a playful light way it doesn't nothing is ever you know set in stone but it's an intuitive way of your higher self you know which is your intuitive knowing which always knows the truth is always connected even though you may not feel it's connecting with mine and we you know making a A sort of a story together of it, and that's what it is. It's it's just a very nice little anchor, and it just helps, I think, us to visualize and have these images that will we associate with. So, for example, if there's an image of a tree with a very heavy fruit which is just hanging low, it can really, you know, it's it's a very strong image of it's ready. You're ready. You know, the time is right. The fruit will naturally fall. You know, yeah so it's not we don't need to push anything or an image of water i think um the other day i had a client who had um the river the river energy or spirit of water which is just you know receptivity you know water represents in terms of elements it's the least resistant yet it will keep moving forward and it's powerful you know very cleansing um so all these things they will speak to us in different ways and one in one session or one reading it will be interpreted differently and yeah. it's the cards together as you know make a different story so each the placement what's around them and what the person's feeling with that and so but it's it's a it's a very nice way of gaining some clarity that's a somewhat subjective and people yeah. are often surprised like they're like i can't believe that you know that's so true or or they'll say a word and it will have come up there
1: yes and that's what I found. I found, gosh, this is, you know, it's very accurate, very spot on. And, you know, it wasn't, I mean, there's some lovely things in there. And there were some things that, you know, it was like, well, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, that is a challenge. Or, yeah, that has happened. Or, yeah, I did struggle with that at some point. So, you know, it, it's a very, it was a very, you know, realistic, you know, representation of what was going on for me, which I just found, you know, very powerful and, and believable because, you know, there was some of the tough stuff and the good stuff. There was a, there was a balance of it, which... And doing working through it with you was very calming, and at no point was it worrying. It was just very relaxing to go, Okay, yeah, that's that. I can see that. That's that's the full picture. Now, where do we go? That's it for today's episode. Join me next time for part two of my interview with Manira van
0: That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sarah's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sarah herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreak to happiness, podcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sarah's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.